You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 13, Relationship Skills Level 3. If you are a first-time listener, please know that this podcast is all about relationships and transforming them into the best they can be. We started a series on the four levels of relationship skills a few weeks ago, and today we're focusing on Level 3. I'll have links to the previous two episodes in this series at the bottom of the show notes. In the two prior episodes, we talked about varying stages of awareness of our lack of relational skills. This episode answers the question, well, now that I know my relationship skills need some improvement, what can I do about it? How do I get better in relating to others? Stay tuned because that's what we're going to consider today. Before I begin to answer that question, let me quickly run through the four levels of relationship skills Then we'll come back and spend the rest of our time on level three. Here we go. The first level is unconsciously unskilled. This is when we don't have a clue as to how unskilled we are when it comes to relationships. Level two is consciously unskilled. In this stage, we're making mistakes in our relationships with people, and we know it, but we don't know what to do about it. Level three, and the one we're going to be focusing on just a minute, is consciously skilled. This is where we're pretty self-aware of the relational skills we need, and we work on developing them. More on this in just a moment. The fourth and final level is unconsciously skilled. This is the level where we are good at relating well with people, and we're not even aware of it. We're not even trying. It's just part of who we are. It's even hard to explain the skills we are using in relating with others. We'll talk more about this in uh, episode 14 next week. But now to consider Consciously Skilled Level 3. There is so much we could consider and talk about when it comes to specific and particular relational skills that would be helpful for us to master. We'll be doing a considerable amount of this in later episodes of You Were Made For This. For now, though, I want to paint with broad strokes a framework and process by which to acquire important relational skills. I've given this a lot of thought and reflection on how we learn new skills, and when it comes to relationship skills, in its essence, it comes down to mastering just one key concept, and that is to listen. On the surface, this sounds so simple, listen. I mean, how hard can that be? Actually, it's quite hard, because it runs so counter to our nature many times. So what do we mean by listening? What I mean by listening is to listen to three different sources. The first source is to listen to ourself. And that involves asking ourselves some questions, such as, what are my healthy and unhealthy patterns and how I relate to people? It's about self-monitoring, about self-editing. It involves asking, what are the patterns I should keep and nurture in how I relate to others? And what are those I should discard? That's listening to self. 
Another part of listening to ourself is to look for signs of my own self-centeredness and pride in the way I relate to people. I gave several examples for my own life in the previous episode of self-centeredness. Listening to self also means asking ourselves, how am I bringing out the best in people and how are they bringing out the best in me? It means asking ourselves, how much of a giver am I and how much of a taker am I in my relationships? Listening to self also involves really wondering and asking ourselves, what specific relationship skills am I lacking? What do I see missing in myself? And finally, the most important thing we can do to listen to ourself is to ask this question. To what extent am I reflecting the image of God in my relationships? That is so important. All of these questions that we should be asking ourselves are part of being emotionally intelligent. It's part of being self-aware. It's really a key part of the framework and process by which we can acquire important relational skills. So, that's the first step, listening to self. The second part of this broad framework of acquiring relational skills includes listening to others. You know, we develop relational skills in community. It's not something you can do alone out in the woods. We need other people. A big part of listening to others is to actually stop listening to ourself. Now, I know I just mentioned how important it is to listen to self, and that's, that's certainly true. But we cannot be listening to others if we're at the same time listening to ourselves. The two are mutually exclusive. To listen to others means to, for a time, just put a lid on all the needs and wants and desires that that we have, just set them aside for a time to stop self-examining ourselves so that we have the wherewithal and energy to be able to focus on other people. We can learn so much about the relationship skills that we want to acquire when we listen to what is happening around us, when we observe the human condition, when we have a holy curiosity about people. To have a holy curiosity about others is to wonder what life must be like for that other person. It's to ask ourselves, you know, from what I know of of him or her, what might be going on inside of them? What might be their joys and challenges? What are the emotions that they might be feeling at the present moment? What could they be afraid of right now? This is all about having a holy curiosity about others. When we are curious about other people, we can learn from them. We can see the relational skills that they have that we would like for ourselves. Conversely, we can see relational skills that other people may lack that we certainly don't want to be deficient in ourselves. I'll give you an example of this. A long time ago, actually in another century, I was a high school English teacher. It was my first job out of college, and uh, it was it was a great, great gig. I really enjoyed my teaching career. It didn't last very long. It was only about seven and a half years, but I, I loved what I did. One of the things I really loved was a uh, creative writing class I taught. Uh, mostly juniors and seniors um, would take this class as an, uh, an English elective. And one of the things we did was uh, we took two field trips uh, during the semester. One was to the airport. We had a big airport in our town. 
And this was long before 9-11, and it was during the days when uh, anyone could actually uh, go to the gate. You didn't need a ticket. You didn't, didn't need anything. There was no security. And so I would take my students uh, to the airport, and I would just have them wander around observing people. And their assignment was to pick one person that they saw in the airport and write a, a poem or a story or an essay about what they thought that person must be feeling and thinking and why they were, on, why they were in the airport. Were they there to, uh, to leave, to go someplace? Or were they there to greet someone coming back from another place, which you could do back in those days? And I, I love that, that, that exercise, and the kids did too. And some of the greatest pieces of writing came out of that when they were just wandering around watching people and writing about them based on speculation about what life must be like for them. It was a great exercise to get students to think outside themselves, to set apart their own life, to observe someone else. And we always had interesting discussions about some of the people that they encountered. The second field trip that I took these creative writing students on was to our local zoo. We have a very, very well-maintained zoo. It's, it's very large. And I would have the kids just do the same thing they did at the airport, just wander around and observe people. I mean, who goes to the zoo in the middle of the afternoon, uh, in the middle of the week, who who are those kind of people? And uh, they they were fodder for great stories and 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 great poems. All of this goes beyond mere people watching, which is certainly fun in itself. But it really is a first step to asking ourselves, you know, who can teach me what I need to know? Of all these people that I'm seeing and observing and speculating about their life and what I know of others. Who are those out there that can teach me what I need to know? Who can teach me by their example and what they model? You may recall me writing about my, my friend, or talking about my friend Vern. I mentioned him in uh, episode four, the, the Gift of Even Though. I learned a great deal from Vern, not so much by what he said, but just really how he lived uh, such a great life of generosity and and what a successful businessman he was. He, he never really taught me anything. Uh, he, didn't, he wasn't didactic. He wasn't giving me lectures. But I just, I just really enjoyed watching him, how he dealt with, uh, with customers, with salespeople, with his staff. Uh, he, he was just a, a joy to be around. And I, I learned a, a great deal from him, a great deal about character. Uh, I had an English teacher in uh, when I was twelfth in in twelfth grade, for example, that I learned a lot from her. Uh, some things I learned from her helped me when I became an English teacher. But there too, it wasn't uh, things that she verbally said to me. I just I just watched her. I just liked how she operated. I just liked her persona, and so I I learned from her. You know, we can learn from other people by by how they behave and how they treat us and how they treat other people. We can, we can learn from other people by what they have written, what, uh, what they have produced in books, what they have produced in films and music, and, and even podcasts. So listening to other people can be a great source of developing relational skills as we see what is possible in the lives of others. Because what is possible in the skill level of others can certainly be possible with us. 
you know, another kind of person that we can really learn from is a counselor or a therapist. They can be very helpful in this regard, too. You know, we don't have to see a counselor or a therapist just because we've got some uh, deep emotional problems, but oftentimes they can be very helpful because they can teach us things that we just can't see in ourselves. We can be talking to them about our life and patterns of behavior and feelings and emotions, and, and oftentimes they can interpret that for us because they're not as close to the situation as we are. So we can learn and listen to counselors, therapists, to imp- increase our relational skills. I'm trusting that you will see this podcast as a tool that will help you learn specific skills that will enhance your relationships. So besides listening to self and besides listening to others, there is one other source that we need to listen to if we are to acquire new relational skills and enhance the ones that we already have. And that is to listen to God. Above all else, listen to God. And we can do that in several different ways. One way is what we read in the Bible. We can read in the Bible what God prescribes for us in terms of how to relate to others. There's so many different examples. I think of the verse in in the New Testament where God says that husbands are to love their wives. Well, that's a relational skill. That's That's a command. That's what God is prescribing. We can also listen to God from what he describes. The story in 1 Samuel and the man by the name of Elkanah and his wife Hannah, something we talked about before, is a very descriptive passage on how husbands should or should not listen to their wives. We can also learn from God in how we pray about our relationships. We can listen to God when we pray to be more loving. We can listen to God when we don't know what to do about relational problems. We can listen to God when we are at our wit's end about a difficulty we are having with someone. When we listen to God, he has a way of communicating with us answers to the problems that we face, the relational problems. He oftentimes will use people to speak his truth into our life. One example that comes to mind is a time long time ago when I was working for the executive recruiting firm that I had gone to work for after leaving my my teaching job. I was really enjoying that job, but it required a lot of evening work. And I was putting in all those hours, and then at one point Janet said to me, I don't think you're spending enough time with the kids. Well, when she said that, my immediate reaction was to get defensive. Well, of course I'm spending time with my kids. I'm a good dad. That's what good good dads do. They spend time with their kids. But I soon realized that that, uh, she was right. I really wasn't spending enough time with them. So I I made some adjustments, and I was really glad I did. But I could tell that that was really God speaking to me through through my wife. And I'm really glad I I listened to her. I didn't at first, but uh, I, I came around. When we make the effort to listen like this to ourselves, to others, and to God, our relationship skills will increase. This process of listening is the broad framework under which we can acquire and enhance the concrete and specific skills we need to transform our relationships into the best they can be. Before I close, here's the main takeaway from today's episode, our show in a sentence, and it's this. 
When we listen well to ourselves, to others, and especially to God, our relationships will be deeper and more fulfilling. Well, how can you respond to today's show? One way is to be intentional about setting aside time to reflect and listen to ourselves, to listen to others, and to what God is teaching us about our relationships. I would really appreciate it if you would let me know how this is working for you by leaving a response in the comment box at the end of the show notes. Coming up next week, I'll be sharing some of the listener responses we've been getting. We'll also finish the series by examining the last relationship skill, Level 4, Unconsciously Skilled. And now to close out today's program, our quote of the week. How can we know who we are and where we are going if we don't know anything about where we have come from and what we have been through, the courage shown, the cost paid, to be where we are? From David McCulloch, well-known U.S. historian. Well, thanks again for listening in. I hope you are finding this podcast helpful. If you write a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, it will help us reach more people so they too can transform their relationships into the best they can be. Well, that's all for now. Have a great week, and we'll connect again next time. Bye for now.